0: Chapter of 1st Chronicles. And I, I try not to read too much. Maybe we'll begin in verse number 10. 1st Chronicles chapter 29, verse number 10. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness, and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty, for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is Thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and Thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of Thee, and Thou reignest over all, and in Thy hand is power and might. And in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee and of thine own have we given thee. I believe we'll stop right there. We'd like to read some more and cover some more, but maybe we could just cover this part for the time being. So David is about to leave this world in the last of this chapter. Solomon is going to be the new king, and David has it on his heart to build God a house. But the Lord told him, No, David, you're not going to build a house but I'll allow your son to build a house. So David in this last chapter asks, and you know, it it, it looks as though David's, what a great example that he is. You know, by his own word, he's prepared out of his own heart for the building of the house of God. And then he calls to the people, if there would be anyone that would be willing to give. And, and you know, I believe this by what we read here in the first of this chapter, and by what we read in verse uh, number 17, this is something that just happened all of a sudden. I realize that, and you know, the Bible will even say this, that Solomon was made the king, but they're going to make him the king the second time in the last of this chapter. So I believe this this call to give, that it was brought about somewhat suddenly. The word is spontaneously. We might read the word in our translation. It would say willingly, but it means spontaneously. So David is asking the people to give willingly, spontaneously. And I, I I believe it's like this. Because of him saying that and the translation being spontaneous, it, it it's this. No time to premeditate on it. But it's by the impulse on the inside. It's by something that is stirred or moved on the inside of you that you would be willing to give. You know, a lot of times it might be that if we have... Uh, we have time to think about it or we have a time to ponder on it. We might give more because of who might be watching or we might be, give less because we think about it and we think about what we need. But David calls for them to give and David again, verse number 3 of this chapter, David said, I have set my affection, his mind... His mind is on building God a house. Now, you think that David is soon to leave this world. Not, not long after this right here, after this chapter, David is going to leave the world. You know, he wants to do all that he can. I have set mine affection on this. This is my desire. This is my longing. And I want to do everything that I can. So now you think about David. He is making preparation to get the people to rally behind Solomon. And also, he is preparing Solomon to be able to carry out the work that God has for him. You know, if I leave here today, you leave here today, have we done what we can do to prepare? You think now... David's preparing the family of God. He's also preparing his own family. When he leaves, that preparation has been made to carry on and to carry out the work of God. So, as we think about that, there's a great giving. The chief of the fathers, verse 6, the princes of the tribes of Israel, the captains of thousands and hundreds, with the rulers of the king's work, offered willingly and gave for the service they gave a great abundance and whether this is true or not I didn't have time to do the math but it looks like what David gave and what they gave and our money today would be somewhere around four and a half trillion dollars four and a half trillion dollars that they gave to build the house of God Now, this is what I'd like for us to think about. Think about where that came from. Where did that come from? David said this, verse 10, Blessed wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation and said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever, thine, O Lord, is the greatness... Where did this come from? According to what David said, God gave it to them. And as was talked about over here, you know, I, I, I got to see a little something last night in the Word of God. Along this line of providence. Along this line of God working. You know, God not only gave it to them, he gave them a heart to give it. And you see that? God is working. Not only did He give it to them, but He gave them a heart to give it to the work of God. So as you think about this, and maybe you could think about this in the back of your mind. In the back of your mind, verse number 1, David said that Solomon was going to build a house for the palace Not for man, but for the Lord. Now you think about that in your own life. That you and I, you know what we are? We're the building of the Lord. Are we not? We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the dwelling place of God. You are the place where God resides on your on your job, in your workplace, in your family, you are you are the place where God dwells. So as you think about that, what are we building? Ikea we're building and David is trying to encourage the people to give, not only because Solomon is young and tender, but because I want my son to be able to build a palace for the presence of God. Now, I I realize that. I realize that an earthly house that Solomon's building couldn't hold God. But you can see the types and shadows of it, can't you? And look at us. What are we today to be a building for God? But with all that God's provided. You know, David is going to say over here in in, in, in about the 19th verse, he's going to say this, "...which..." which I have made provision. Now you think about the King. You think about the King of the Son. You think about God Almighty being the Father and the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Has He made provisions that you and I might build a house that would glorify God. That we could build a house that would be a a palace. I mean a place that would glorify to honor that people could look at and be able to see there is a place where the Lord dwells. There is a building where God dwells. And you know something? It's not always recognized from the outside We'll get to that, I hope, if the Lord will help us. But David is is blessing God. And he says this in verse number 12, Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. You know, I read in the Word of God, according to Romans chapter number 11, Paul said that everything was made by Him and for Him. Romans chapter 11 in verse number 36, For Him and through Him and to Him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. You know why we are what we are today? Because of God. If there's anything honest to God, if there's anything good about us today, I include myself at the top of the list. If there's anything at all that is good, it's because of God. It's because of the wonderful greatness of God. It's because of the riches of God's grace. It's because you and I were made by Him and for him and for his own glory. You know he says to us in in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The Bible says here, but of him, of God are ye in Christ Jesus. If we weren't in him, there would be no hope for us. But because of our union, because we are in Him. Thank God I tell you this. As, as David made provision for Solomon to build a house for God, I tell you that God Almighty the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit has made all provision that you and I, individually, personally, individually, that we could build a house for God, not just a house, now you think that $4.5 trillion is going to build a shack or a little cabin in glory land? No, I tell you we're talking about something magnificent. Something that will catch the attention of the world. Something that will glorify God. Something that would bring about an awe in the eyes of men. And I tell you that the Queen of Sheba, our friend, traveled way down from Ethiopia all the way up to Jerusalem to see the greatness and the wisdom of God that was put in the man Solomon. And I tell you, when she got done, she said the half was not told unto me. You know something? God, I wonder today, has the half been done in my life, in your life? Are we half of what God would have us to be? Are we half? Are we? I would say it like this. Have we used half of God's provision? That's what he said to Solomon. I'd like to read another verse or two uh, 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 to go along with, with where this comes from. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, listen to these words. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 6. So Paul is talking about idolatry and idols, and, and the idols are nothing. But in verse number 6, Paul says this in chapter 8, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him. And one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. You know, it was God that brought it all about. God was the cause and the purpose And friend, Jesus Christ is the means. He was the one that brought it all about. And because you and I are in Christ, we are a part of the work of God. So He says to us, We, we, but to us. Who is us? That's the church. That's the people that are saved. There is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things. So I am of the Father. How? By the Son. Isn't that wonderful? That all that we have, all that we are, is by the Father. It was His cause. It was His purpose that brought us into being. And through and by the Lord Jesus Christ, you and I are what we are today by our union with Christ. He goes on to say this in in the first chapter of the book of Colossians. Paul writes this in verse number 17. And He is before all things and by Him all things consist. So let me read verse 16. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and earth, that are in the earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him and all things. And He is before all things and by Him all things consist. Everything that is in our world today is through and by Him, made for Him, and for His glory and His honor. And David is saying and blessing God and is saying, Lord, You're the one that made us to be able to give. You're the one that's blessed us with this greatness. God, You're the one that's blessed our hands. And God, I thank You today that You put it in the heart of this people uh, to give like they did. So just a little more and we'd like to try to get zeroed in. The riches and the honor come of thee. Verse 12. Thou reignest over all and in thy hand is power to make great and to give strength unto all. You know something? You don't have to be big in the eyes of the world. You don't have to be great in the eyes of the world. I tell you what we've got we've got a great God. We've got a God who can make out of us what he wants to make out of us. I tell you that he can take that. You think about what we have. We have a treasure in an earthen vessel that the glory might be to God, right? I tell you that God uses that. I, I think about a scripture, I believe it's over in the book of Matthew, uh, Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And you know, as you think about that, where word that was written, and in that time, the rabbis of that day, they chose their students, they chose their followers by what they saw as their potential. They saw this man's going to this man's going to make a good student and he's going to exalt my name because I'm going to be his teacher. But you know what the Lord Jesus uses? The Lord Jesus chose ignorant and unlearned men that the glory might be to him and not to the student and not to the teacher. God uses that that is unlikely that it seems like there's no way that it would work and friend it's God who gives us to be able to give and it's God who works in our heart to do that He gets all the credit every bit of the credit goes to the Lord so he says this But who am I Who am I It's all by him It's all for Him. He didn't have any help when He made us. He didn't have any help when He brought it into existence. He didn't and I t te- that everything, according to Colossians, it's all held together, and it all continues to go today by the hand of God. Uh, friend, he's the one that holds it all together. And friend, there would be nothing going on today if it wasn't for him. Don't you think today uh, that God started it and left it up to chance? There is no chance with God. He is in control of all of it. At all times, in him we live and and move and have our being thank God He created us, and he continues to keep us. So by this word of God, the writer says, "But who am I, and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? All things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee." Now you think about the the mindset of these people. David's the example. Can you see how little he considers himself? Can you see that if we're going to build God a house, we're going to have to get little. We're going to have to be dependent upon God. Lord, it's You. You brought all of this about. And Lord, not only did You bring it about and give us the ability, not only did You make us able, but You give us a heart to do that. So, you know, I, 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 I think about this. God, give us a heart to be willing to give to You. Give us a heart, O God, for Your glory. Give us a heart that our lives be for Your honor, Your praise. David said, all of this have I prepared. Now you think if David prepared to build God a house... What has God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit done for you and I that we could be prepared, that we've been provided, and we've got the provisions uh, to build God a house, not a house, but a palace. I mean a place to exalt and to glorify Almighty God. Do we have the provisions? You know, you go to build a house today. Just, just, just think about building a house today. You're going to build a three or four bedroom house, two to three thousand square feet. How much money are you talking today? Close to a million dollars. I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of provisions there, don't they? A lot of provision. But God has given provision to build a house. David said, I've prepared. This is what David said in verse number 19, which I have made provision. (laughs) So did David prepare? I tell you, David prepared for his son to be able. God the Father made provision that you and I could build a house for the glory of God. So David says this, back to verse number 14. Who am I, and what is thy people? My people, that we should be able. Lord, that we would have the strength, that we would have the means, that we would have the funds, that we would have this, and what is it that we would be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. Ikea, God gets all the glory. God gets every bit of the glory for what they've given. Four and a half trillion dollars worth of monies, of goods, of jewels, of gold, of silver, of stone, of brass. They have given, and I tell you what they've given, they've given out of a heart that was moved on on the inside. If i got to meditate on it, don't don't take me wrong. But if I've got to meditate on what I'm going to give to God, is there anything stirring me on the inside? What does God want me to give? I ask you this. What did the Lord Jesus give? Did He hold anything back? Was there any good thing held back for you from you and I. If we're saved tonight, has there been any good thing that He has withheld from us? <laughs> no. No, I mean, you, you've got the Scripture on that. He's not withheld any good thing from us. But you know that everything that we have come through Him? Everything that we have is because of Him. The same as it was right here. Lord, the reason we have, and the reason we're able, and the reason they've got a heart, and the reason I've got a heart, is because God, You caused my heart to desire and to long and to want to give like I have. For we are strangers before Thee and sojourners, Are we all, as were all our fathers, our days on the earth are as a shadow, and there is none abiding. You know, that word there means expectation. You know, as I look backward, there's no expectation of abiding here. There's not. There's no expectation of abiding here. I ought to i ought to center my work, my desire, my longings, my energy, my mind, my heart, I ought to center that on things that abide. I ought to center that on something that is lasting. You know I, I remember this And you know, I was all stirred up and all excited. And you know, I I had a, 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 a great flock of animals. Had property up here rented. And you know what? One day, one day it come to me. You're spending all this money, all of this time, all of this labor, and you're putting that all into somebody else's farm. Somebody else's place. You know what you ought to do? you ought to concentrate that that belongs to you and that's going to last. Instead of spending my time and my money and my effort on that that is not going to accomplish anything in the end, somebody else is going to be benefited. I'll tell you, David, you might think, well, David's investing in something <coughs> that doesn't matter. Oh yeah, this matters. This is the family of God. This is for the glory of God. He's got a son coming along. You know what he's going to do? I tell you, by this Spirit, by this Spirit that is in these people, this Spirit that is in these people brings about a unity. And we'll see that here in a minute. There's a unity here when we've got the right heart, when we realize where what we have came from, when we realize that it belongs to God, you know something, I can give it to God or God can take it. You might think, well, I don't believe that mess. Well, you can believe whatever you want to. I'm just saying that He can if He wants to. Can He not? Job lost everything that he had. You know something? Job didn't accredit that to the devil, did he? Job didn't say the devil took that from me. He accredited God for that, didn't he? So the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. This is what I'd I, I just like to encourage us tonight. What we've got, we've got it because of God. What we have tonight is because of the goodness and the greatness of God. He can make us who are absolutely nothing. He can make us great. He can make us mighty. He can make us strong. He can give us the riches. I'm talking about riches for His own glory. What God gives me, you know something? It ought to be for God's glory. What God gives you, it ought to be for His glory. What time I have, what energy I've got, a friend, what mind I've got, I ought to spend that on those things that would bring glory and honor and praise unto God. David's our example. He is. I believe you could say this, the Lord Jesus is our example. He held nothing back. He gave all. I believe you could say that Paul was our example. He went down to, there on the shore at Ephesus and he said, I call you to record today. I've not kept back any good thing. I preached unto you the gospel in every house and every in, in, in the house and in the synagogue. In the street, I've not kept anything that would be good for you. I have poured myself out. Paul said to Timothy, I'm being poured out and I am ready to be offered. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Oh, I you today, folks, look around at us today. We've just got a little short time. Oh, that we would pour ourselves out for the glory and the honor and the praise of God that would bring about the goodness and the glory unto the Lord Jesus. Everything that I have is because of Him. It all came from Him. He gave, and He gave a heart for them to give. That's right. O Lord our God, verse 16, All this store that we have prepared to build thee in house, for thine holy name cometh of thy hand, and is all thine own. It belongs to you, God. (laughs) You know what we are? We're just little stewards, are we not? That's what he calls us. He calls us stewards. Help us, oh God, help us to be good stewards of what you blessed us with. Help me to be a good steward, Lord, of what you blessed me with. Help me, oh God, not to have a stingy heart. Help me, oh God, to be willing and to give when there's an opportunity to give for the glory of God. Help me, oh Lord, to have have a heart to give. God, give me that heart that would long to glorify and to exalt Your name. Lord, I I, I know this, that in a day or two, I'll be leaving here. Help me, oh God, to set an example for my son, for my daughter, for my family, for my friends. Help me, oh God, how to bring the church together. Help me, oh God, to bring Your people together. Let me be an example that would encourage them and stir them and stir up their heart. Oh God, help me. that I could leave this world and leave things in a good shape. What shape would it be in today if we left today? Would it be good? I know also, my God, verse 17, that Thou triest the heart and hast pleasure in uprightness. As for me and the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now have I seen. You know what David saw? David saw the heart of the people was in it as well. He saw that their heart was in it like his heart was in it. I believe it was Jehu. Jehu said, Is your heart likened unto my heart? And I can't remember the man that he spoke that to. But he said, If thy heart is with my heart, i come up here. And you know what he did? He got up in the chariot with him. And I tell you friend, there was a zeal and a desire of God. And I tell you today, oh, that God would bring our hearts together with a longing and a desire and a glorified God. For what I have, Lord, You're the reason that I have it. For what I have, God, it's because of You. For what I've been blessed with, it's all Your fault. God, it's Your blessing. It's because You have bestowed it upon me. Oh, God, let me have a heart and be willing to give to the glory and the honor and the praise to the Lamb of God. So the next two verses is what we'd really like to concentrate on if the Lord would help us. So these people have a heart that's willing. The word again means spontaneous, a cause, a result of a sudden inner impulse or inclination, no premeditation, and no external stimulus. It comes from within. David said, Who then is willing to give to the work of God? Who then is willing? And there was something on the inside of this group of people that caused them to give spontaneously. It wasn't so this fella or that man or this lady or that person back there would see how much I give. You, you, you think that, widow, that little widow woman that put the two mics in, you think she wanted anybody to see how little she put in. But you see the Lord. how much she put in it the Lord saw. I mean if we was doing it before men we might have tried to reap up and heap up some more so when we put it in they could see how much we gave. But I you what like this group of people right here have nothing on the outside that is influencing them. I you like there's something on the inside in their heart. They realize that what they have came from God and by the impulse and by the moving of God on the inside they desire and long to give back their God So here's a prayer. Listen to this prayer. O oh Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and of Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the imagination of the thoughts. Of the heart of thy people. And prepare their heart unto thee. What's David praying for? Oh Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Our fathers. Keep this forever. Lord. Keep this spirit within them. God. Keep this mind in them. Let them continue to have this kind of a mind when I'm gone. When my son is on the throne, God, don't let this mind be away from them. God, continue to keep them with this same kind of giving spirit, this kind of same kind of humbleness, this same kind of realization of where they have their or riches, what they have came from you. God, keep this in them. Can you see how easy that it would be to forget? How easy that it would be. You know, if if gold is your thing, you'll never be satisfied with gold. It'll never be enough gold. So David is praying Keep this forever in the imagination. Keep this spirit in them, in the imagination of the thoughts of the heart of thy people. So let's look at this verse. "Keep this ever in the imagination. I want to read you a scripture out of Isaiah chapter number 26, verse three. Same word. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. What what did David want? He wanted their mind to stay on God. He says in chapter number 29 in Isaiah, chapter 29 and verse number 16, Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say of him that made it, He made me not. Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, He have no understanding? What was David wanting? David wanted them to keep this framework. Can you see this? The framework for giving is the condition of the heart and mind. The framework... Is that the mind would be stayed upon the Lord. For this to continue on, the framework has got to be right. Now, now you, you think with me for just a minute. So, Lord, would you keep this forever? Don't let this heart change. Don't let their mind be captivated by something else. But oh God, that You would keep forever in the imagination, in the mind, in the framework of their thoughts, of that that they contrive to do, of the heart of Thy people, and prepare, oh God, incline their heart unto Thee. Lord, I want You to turn their heart to Thee. I want you to keep them in this kind of a spirit. I want you to keep them in this frame of mind. I want you to keep them that their mind would be stayed upon you. You see, when their mind is on God, when their mind is on where all of that they have came from, there's no stinginess. There's a willingness. There's a desire to give. But David is praying. I I, I mean, would you think this must be that there could be an inclination to fall away from this? There could be an inclination for me to hold it. There could be an inclination for me to think, well, I've done it myself. I've pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm a man-made. I've made my own way. I've worked for this. I've done all of this. I see this. That's the wrong mind. That's the wrong framework. So I think about a house. Where's the framework go? Foundation. On the top of the foundation, right? What's the foundation? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Well, we could say it like this to go with this text: the Godhead. The framework goes on the foundation of the Godhead. So the foundation, now you think about a house. You know, everything about the house that you see, you enjoy, is attached to the framework. Most of the time, the foundation is not seen. But I tell you, you can figure out what kind of foundation there is by the framework and what's hanging on it. So as we think about that, think about the beauty of the house. What's it hung on? I tell you, it's hung on the framework. Uh, whether, Whether it be on the outside or on the inside. You might look on the outside and you might say, wow... What a beautiful house. Look at that roof line. Look how that roof line is cut up and how beautiful You know whatever bit of that is on? Every bit of that is on the framework. I feel a friend for us to be beautiful. For us to catch the attention of a passerby. For us, a friend to bring someone's eye up toward the house of God. You know what we've got to have? we got to have the right framework. we got to have the right mind. we got to have the right motivation. we got to have the right framework and our heart what about the inside of the house what about all the decorations where's that it's hung on the framework all the beauty think about this think about the comfort inside that home if there was no framework there would be no comfort in that home would they I mean, if there was no framework, what about this? What about we got a two-story house, and we got a we got a, a window in the living room that's uh, six or eight foot wide, and they forgot to put in the header. We're going to build another story above it, a bedroom, a ceiling, a roof. What's going to happen? It's going to collapse. The framework is not correct. The framework, What's David praying for? God, that the framework, that they'd continue to have this mind, they would continue to have this spirit. God, that they would continue to desire and remember where what they have came from. And God, the beauty and the inviting... I tell you, you know sometimes you can open the door in a house... And it invites you to come in. And you know what does that? The way that it's laid out. The way the framing is. Oh, friend, all that that is beautiful and all that it is inviting you in is built on the framework. Where is that? It's in the heart of the man. Now think, you're, you're the house. You're the house. You're the house. What do I need? Oh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our Father, keep this forever in the imagination, in the framework, in the mind of the thoughts, the the contriving of the heart of this people and prepare their heart unto thee. Oh, God, you know what David's... I believe David's praying this. Lord, let this frame of mind continue. Lord, don't let this stop. Don't let this stop right here today, but it's going, to be, it's going to be seven years building the house of God. Solomon's going to be building the house for seven years. Does he need the people to stop today? Oh, no. I, he needs those people to have had the same mind six and a half years into the building project. He needs them to have that same frame of mind. You reckon God would like for us to have that same frame of mind? Was there a time, has there been a time that you were a lot more excited, a lot more desiring, a lot more willing, a lot more giving, a lot more uh, zealous for the things of God than you are today? Then know this, that David was praying just like that he was praying for the people and for his son right here, then think about our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what he said? He said, Lord, I don't only pray for my disciples, but he said, I pray for them that's coming after. I pray for them that will believe because of their words. You know something? Our friend, we need God to work in our heart and that not to fall by the wayside. Why do you think David prayed for this? Well, you tell me this. Has your spiritual life been like this? Has it? You just be honest. Has it had ups and downs? I'm not talking about it Has it been down in the bottom. I realize this. We can climb up to some plateau and never go below that. But from that plateau... Well, preacher, I'm saved and I know I'm saved and, 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 and I believe the Word of God, but I'll say off of that plateau, you go up and you go down. You know what David's praying for? God, let this Spirit abide in them. God, let this Spirit stay with them. This Spirit that they've got in them right now, that they realize what they've got came from you, that they're willing to give because you started up in them, God, let that Spirit stay with them always. there's a little here in the proverbs chapter number 12 listen to this you might not think it means anything proverb 12 verse 27 the slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting but the substance of the diligent man Is precious. So slothful means lazy. I tell you what I can be. I can be lazy in my spiritual life. You can be lazy in your spiritual life. Now now, now listen to this proverb one more time. 12.27 The slothful man, the lazy man, roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of the diligent man is precious. <laughs> that man that took that in honey, he didn't value that. Maybe he thought tomorrow's going to be just as good today. I'm not going to roast that. I'm not going to fix that. I'm not going to eat that. You know what the diligent man does? The diligent man puts value on that that he's got and he takes and seizes the opportunity that he's got. While we're in this frame of mind, While we're working, while we've got a desire, you know what we ought to do? We ought to seize the moment and we ought to pray, God, would You continue to help me? God, would You continue to stir up in me? God, would You continue to uh, uh, stir this uh, uh, desire and this zeal that I've got in my heart? God, would You continue to work on that? I don't know whether you remember it or not, but we cut this bank off back here one time. Piled it over the creek bank right down there. Green. Didn't want to burn at all. But I believe Stevie went to the house and got a leaf blower. What I tell you what. You can get a fire going with a leaf blower. I've done that several times at my house on a brush fire. It's going to go out. I got a big stump. I tell you, put the leaf blower in it. You know what David's asking for? God, breathe on us. God, breathe on us. Breathe on us, O God, and don't let this fire go out. And He's saying to you and I, don't be slothful, don't be lazy. What God has given you, let's take that and let's climb up another rung and let's not fall back. So David's praying for the people. Verse number 19, he's praying for his son. And give unto Solomon, my son, a perfect heart. A heart that is whole. God, don't let him be half-hearted. Don't let him be faint-hearted. God, give him a mind. Give him a willingness. Give him a joy. Uh, God, give him that. Give him, O Lord, help him to know that he is not self-sustained. Help him to realize, God, that all he has and all of his kingdom is based on you. So here's a man... here's a man that could get exalted, couldn't he? And here's a man that is going to build the house of God, that is going to follow God for a good period of time. And he's going to fall away. David said, oh, and give Solomon my son. Give him one heart. Give him a whole heart. To keep look look what David is praying that Solomon would do. That he would keep thy commandments, thy testimonies, and thy statutes, and to do all these things, and to build a palace for that which I have made provision. Wouldn't it have been a sad thing? for Solomon to have failed to use what David had provided so let's think about that for us has God provided that we could build a palace has God provided all that we have he's given I believe this occasionally occasionally god sets the leaf blower down beside us and said why don't you use this you could be like the slothful man not take advantage of what god's given you but you know if the fires about to go out and god gives you an inclination and sets something down beside you and says why don't you use this why don't you take this right here Why don't you take that desire and that spirit that you've got within you? Why don't you run with that? Why don't you use that? Why don't you pray, God, stir that up? God, keep that alive. God, keep me going. Oh, Lord, I desire to do your will. I desire to keep your commandments. I desire, oh, God, to have your presence. Look, just another minute or two. Bear with us, just another minute or two. So his desire for Solomon is that he keep the commandments, testimonies, statutes, and do all these things, and, can you see this? If I leave the first part off, the second part ain't going to get done. Can you see that? Listen, I'll read it one more time. Verse 19. I'm praying for my son, God, that you would give my son a perfect heart. Lord, let him be devoted to you. Let him be desirous to please you. Oh, Lord, would you give him a heart to keep your commandments, thy testimonies, thy statutes, and to do all these things and to build a palace for the which... I have made provision. (laughs) I believe you could say it like this in a sense. David laid a foundation for Solomon. I don't mean that he did literally. But David laid a, a foundation for Solomon to build on. You know, Solomon might have looked and he said... Daddy, that's an awful big foundation. I don't know if I'll ever be able to cover that. Well, know this. The same one that laid the foundation provides the framework and provides the jewels and provides everything else that needs to take it right out the top. He's the one that's provided it all. Amen. Amen. True. Thank God the Lord Jesus has provided. You know, Paul says in the book of Ephesians, He's given some provisions to the church. You know that? Just a little more and I'll hush. So the next day, they give a thousand rams, a thousand lambs, a thousand bullocks. Verse 22, And they did eat and drink before the Lord on that day with great gladness, great joy, great communion. They had communion with God. Should that not be our desire? To have communion with God. Now notice in the next verse i two. you, you know what you're going to see? You're going to see all of David's family is going to unite behind Solomon. All of the governors, all of the leaders are going to unite with Solomon and they're going to follow and they're going to be obedient unto Solomon. You see what this brings? Unity. Solomon is God's man. Right? God told David that Solomon's the man. What do we need? We need all Israel behind Solomon, don't we? I mean, David's got a family. Solomon's got brothers that like to have the kingdom. Right? But you know what? They're all united. What brought them together? God did. God gave them the ability to give and God put in them the desire to give. And David prays, God, don't let this Spirit leave them. I believe that would be a real thing to pray for, don't you?